You are listening to the Sons of Asaph, a worship podcast. Welcome, everybody. This is Adam Richardson. Hey, it's Sean Patrick. Welcome to the Sons of Asaph Worship Podcast. We're stoked that you have. I don't. I just said stoked, Adam. I don't know. Like I, we we stoked. We, we watched Jumanji, bro. <laughs> we, Dude, yeah, like if we could just use like '90s catchphrase, like "radical," "radical," "tubular," "bodacious," yeah. "bodacious." Man. After this, Adam and I are going to go watch the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and we're <laughs> so glad that you've joined us. And uh, we well, welcome back to our conversation. So, uh, so we just. Uh, had some holiday, a little holiday break. Adam, how was your holiday, man? Or man, the, 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 you know, the, the, I, I the love that you one, made a, the food one. I love that you made a reference though to to the '90s because you know it, it made me think about how recently I just finished. Like coming into the holidays, we watched this, but uh, uh, the new Bill and Ted. Oh, dude! Like yeah. face the music. Yeah, yeah. Totally theologically wrong, but but absolutely hilarious. If, now, I, I feel like we need to put a disclaimer in on what you just said. If you are looking for your theology in a Bill and Ted movie, uh, you you're looking in the wrong place, and that may be a shock yes. to some people. But you know, as much as I, you know, I'm, I'm here for Bill and Ted. I'll watch Bill and Ted, but I'm, I didn't. But I the didn't. devil is awesome, or death. <laughs> The death is awesome. Yeah. Death is really funny. I, I, I didn't. He's a super emotional teddy bear. Yeah, <laughs> and he's he's a shredding bass player. So like that that's that's a good mm-hmm. thing. So yeah, don't look for your theology in movies. <laughs> Moving on. But it's but it's a great movie. And if you want references like just coming out everywhere from the nineties, and you know just like oh like oh fantastic, loved the movie actually like. <laughs> I don't know how bad it could have been. It's it's probably rated in some of the worst D movies ever, but I absolutely loved that movie. Well, so anyways, there, was, there, uh, there has been no critic in the history of critics that was like Bill and Ted is a cinematic like masterpiece. Like <laughs> no one is expecting that out of Bill and Ted. They're just enjoying like, you know, it's I, I put it I, I call those popcorn movies. Just the kind of movies that you just can sit down with popcorn and you turn your brain off and go, oh, that's funny. You know, like that's that's it. that's legitimately like how how I look into that. So yeah, I'm glad I'm glad we brought up the the '90s <laughs> reference with my. We're stoked, man! Stoked. <laughs> Just the fact that like, you know, like, <laughs> um, Keanu Reeves. As like this, yeah. Like I mean, if you could just talk like this, uh, you know, like, and, and and his daughter is exactly the same. I'm like, <laughs> it's so beautiful that in this movie, like, you see Ted at, or Keanu Reeves as I think it's Ted. Yeah, it's Ted. Um, Ted as as or Teddy as Keanu Reeves and like this just yeah, uh, you know, whatever '90s rocker, bruh. And his daughter, who's you know, like. Gen Z, and she's she's just the same, like the same mannerisms, the same like quirky like tone, uh, you know. She's fantastic, so it's 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 in my top ten now. So Adam's holiday, it, like in in a, in a time in which we are to give thanks, his his giving thanks is for just the way that an actor portrayed Keanu Reeves back in the early 90s or late 80s 
and <laughs> it's channeling. Oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. That's that's good. That's really good. All right. Proud of you, man. <laughs> so. So anyway, yeah. So I, that's 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 what I did over the holidays, and then took a trip to Las Vegas and celebrated my a- anniversary with my wife. And uh, you know, and you know, the Las Vegas is full of fun, and you know, it's it's few and far between for like that good, healthy family fun. There's lots of other things that uh, mm-hmm. is not at all family fun, right. like walking down the sidewalk. You know, I mean, that's one of those things where I really don't want to take my children down the sidewalk on the strip because they're going to be educated in stuff that I don't want them to be educated in right sure. now. So the, la- the last time I was in Las Vegas, um, we we were walking down the strip and I, I was just bombarded with like, I can't look anywhere. Like I, you can't, you yes. can't look at the ground. You can't look at this, you know, the, the billboards and like, you know, like anything. And like, I, I'm like. One of my my uh, pastor friends that lives there in Vegas, I was like, dude, how how do you live here? How do you do this? And he said, they don't uh, they don't go to the strip. Yeah, well, they they, they stay they away do. from like it. they like these guys do. They engage with like you know with culture. Like you know they they love you know going to the restaurants and seeing some of the shows and you know that kind of stuff. But he says largely like it just it's just more of a reminder. Like every time they see one of those things, it's a reminder for them to pray for where God has put them. And I'm like, dude, that's, that's mm-hmm. such a right attitude. Like, and it was just such a confirmation to me of like, I am not called to be in Las Vegas. You know, like I, I, we all have a calling where God's, God's placed us. And so like when, when I was in Vegas, when I'm in Vegas, I'm like, okay, Oh, don't look there. Don't look there. Don't come. You know, oh my gosh. You know, like I'm glad that my wife is like, you know, standing right there with me and you know, she, she can be like, Hey, you should not look around this corner or you should not, look to your left right now or you should you know like those kind of things and she's you know she's working to to, to help protect me but uh you know the people that are there they can see it and it like they, they can just you know I'm, I'm i'm hoping and praying that they can they can block that out but that said that cues them to pray in some way shape or form but dude how many years you've been married 16 dude congratulations 16 amazing years that's awesome I did the whole cheesy thing this year and got my wife and I these matching keychains. Like everyone's like, "Oh, I got a diamond necklace. I, I got a bracelet." No, I bought my wife a keychain, and it's a penny from 2004. Let's see if I can show you on the on the screen here. So it's a penny. It's dated 2004, and it's got a little heart on the back that's linked to it that says, "I love you." Oh, that's it. There it is. Like, that, that's so I got one, and she got. Okay, one, I was about to so. say, wait, why are you holding her gift? Because <laughs> <laughs> I got two of them. It takes two to get married. You this know? is truth. This is true. Sixteen years, it takes man. Two to tango. Sixteen years. That's an accomplishment. You're not done by any means, but uh, sixteen years is that's that's awesome. Like way to go. Yeah, we uh, we went and spared spared no expense. Went to one of the nicest restaurants in town, and uh, it, like price wise, probably one of the most expensive. Um, but it, I mean, we had stone crab and. Lots of seafood and fresh oysters and just absolutely and, and and like I thought it was the cra- like the craziest things like like we walk in and there's a dude with a suit and he's like yes did you have a reservation yeah okay like we have a reservation you know and and like yeah hey Joey we got a reservation for these two over here this couple literally went to all Vegas, of them had this Jersey. accent <coughs> but they all did like it sounded like that like hey uh, <laughs> hey Vinny. 
Get these guys to the table, okay? All right, take good care of them because they're good. They're, they're, they're on the anniversary. They're going on 16 years, you know. And you're like, what? All right, did I just do all a right. time warp? For, like, for all of our, where did I go? For all of our listener, and I said that correctly. For all of our listener, we're not gonna do accents anymore. We're gonna we're gonna talk off air. We're really sorry about that. You know, Adam should Adam will apologize at a later point, but. <laughs> And it's like, good for you. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. <laughs> so they, they take us back and like walk us to this like separate counter. And this dude's like checking us in again. And then he's like, oh, all right, good. Let's, let's take you back. And like, you know, and literally like all of them had like either they were from Miami or they were from Jersey. Yeah. Like, you know, both are basically the same. They, they sound the same. So but uh, but yeah, they they took us back to a table like really spread out separate seating really quiet really like lights down low and just just had a had a fantastic time awesome our server was epic so it was really cool that's cool yeah you want to you want to do the anniversaries upright so for for all you folks folk one person who's listening uh don't don't all you listener all of all of you listener uh don't mess up the anniversary like like even if even if your spouse says, "You know, it's not that big of a deal. It's a big deal. Like that's that, that that's a trap. Don't fall in that trap. Take take care of your wife. Take care of your husband. You know, do these things. You know, it's it's going to be a good thing. So yeah, awesome. Congrats on congrats on sixteen years. That's awesome. We had a you know we we, we kind of had a chill Thanksgiving. Uh, it was it was it was good. Uh, we I, I love to cook, and so uh, and honestly, Thanksgiving is like one of my favorite holidays because it kind of centers one it centers around being thankful which is good but then like you know like on par like our point one point one is the food and dude i'm just telling you the turkey that i made like it, if you don't like turkey that that's too bad because this one was amazing <laughs> uh and and like you the reason you don't like turkey is somebody cooked it wrong for you um, and so yeah. like, and, and that's just how it goes. So like, you know, cooking, cooking a turkey for me is like a two and a half day process. Like you brine it and you like, I, I put it in a smoker and oh my gosh, it's still good. Like, you know, like we're, you know, I'm still having some leftovers and like, it still holds up. Oh my goodness. It's, it was, it was good. So we, we had my, my sister, she came and visited and we got to spend a week with, with her. Uh, we had a dog in the house, which we haven't had a dog for a couple of years since uh, our dogs passed away. My sister brought her dog and uh, my daughter made a point to say a few thousand times to me, Daddy, isn't it so nice that we have a dog in the house again? <laughs> and I said, I, I, I put dogs in the same categories as boats and pools. It's nice to know somebody who has one. But I don't want one myself. I don't want to pay for the upkeep. I don't want to do any of those things. And so, uh, you know, I, I, lo- I, I we had a great time. Uh, with, and uh, the dog's name is Lily. And so uh, Lily loved running around in our backyard. And, uh, you know, the kids were very occupied. And, like, you could tell the moment that the kids got up, the dog was just running all over the place. We had a we had really, really good time. And then uh, my sister, she flew out on Friday morning and I got up at four, like three forty-five in the morning, so she could make a six a.m. flight. 
and that was very early. Ugh. And so, yeah, <laughs> but we had we had a good time too. It was it was a really good thing. Well, hey, we want to move things along just a little bit. And uh, I I Adam, I have one of the like most obscure, weird stories, but it 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 relates to Utah. And I think it's one of those things that we, you know, I was a youth pastor. And so being a youth pastor, you can kind of tie like anything, like, or at least you try, right? Like in the things that you're talking with your students, you try to tie things back to the Bible. But I think that this one has like a a, a thing, but I think we're going to have some fun with it. So in the news. It's almost philosophical where you're like, well, I don't know. (laughs) Well, okay. You you guys listening, or you guy listening. Uh, you may you may say, man, that's a stretch, and I agree. This is a stretch, but we're gonna have a good time with it anyway, and at least maybe it'll uh, it'll it'll generate some laughs. So, in Utah, over the past couple of weeks, um, you know, we we have these beautiful landscapes, and we we get to see. I mean, like if you drive south of Salt Lake City, uh, you know, there's 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 arches and Zion and, you know, like all these amazing, uh, you know, just rock structures and, you know, it's, it's incredible. Like what we get to see just in our state, but one of the weirdest things happened and, uh, and, and I'm just telling you, I'm here for it. There was a 10 to 12 foot metal, dimly reflective metal monolith that seemingly appeared out of nowhere in the middle of nowhere in Utah. And the, the way that it was discovered was uh, a couple guys flying over. Legit, this is their job, by the way. Like, you're not making this up. I'm not making this up. Their job is to count sheep from a plane. <laughs> like, I don't... I, I don't know how like like where what website you go to. Did you find that on monster.com? Did you find that like on yeah, some place? You? Like, you know, <laughs> like where 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 you know where are you going for that? But their their job, they're you know, they're flying, you know, some guy he's he's got his pilot's license and the other guy's like one, two, and they fly over and two? they see this thing. Oh crap, you turn around, I I lost count. I was I was <laughs> I was at nine and then I I, I forgot. <laughs> Okay, so they they spot- does he fall asleep really easily because he's counting yeah, right? sheep? Oh my gosh, I didn't even think of that. Okay, thanks, thanks, Dad, <laughs> thanks, Dad. That was that was a great joke. Anyway, so they're flying over and they see this thing and they're like, "Wait, what was that?" They circle back around and mark the location. Then they get they land and they go out to this spot and there's these two like it's twelve feet tall, like this triangular, dimly reflective metal monolith. That's in the middle of nowhere, and like so, if you want to, if you want to Google this thing, you know, Monolith, Utah, maybe, uh, you know, we, we're not responsible for your the results of your Google searches, but I think I think you'll find it. And they the thing is there for like a week ish, two weeks maybe, and and people start to figure out where this is, and they start showing up to like check it out. And just as quickly as it showed up, or at least it was discovered, it's gone. Like, just overnight, like, some people are camped there, right? Adam, didn't you read something about, like, somebody was camped there? Uh-huh. Yeah, I was there the night before, and then camp- a <clears throat> dude from Colorado uh, says, was visiting the monolith on Friday night when he said, four men arrived as if out of nowhere <laughs> to dismantle the sculpture. 
So and then had driven he had driven six hours for the for the chance to ogle the sculpture and take dramatic photographs of it. So they I mean like some of his pictures are really cool. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. And then the next morning he gets up and he's he's headed back to go check check out the monolith again and. All of these other hikers are walking away from it, like all saddened and crying because it's gone. <laughs> Somebody legit overnight, like, takes the monolith away, and they leave a triangular hole in the ground, and like the top, like metal plate sitting there, like it's just it's disappeared, or or it's gone further down in the ground, and like or whatever. But like they leave it there, and now the thing is gone until this morning. And in like, or at least like, it was. Uh, okay, no, it was discovered on Saturday. But like, you know, I, I read about it this morning. But in Romania, another monolith, ten to twelve feet tall, the same structure, the same kind of thing, has shown up in <laughs> has shown up in Romania. And people are like, "What is going on?" And like, you know, with with all the things going on in twenty twenty, you know, like there's there's plenty of plenty of opportunity for people to be. You know, this is a sign of the end times. What I think is this is this is some level of somebody who has a whole lot of time on their hands, and they're like they've organized their buddies across the world, sent this sent these designs, and I bet we're going to see these things show up in a bunch of different places. And I I, I don't know. I, I really think that it's here. I like I want to I want to tune into this story. For like, like until it's done, or until we find whoever's doing this. Because if this is like a just like a, a, a well planned like McDonald's ad, like you know, like the the last one shows up at the first McDonald's ever, you know, like and, you know, people are like, I'm loving it, you know, like I I think that you know, like that that'll be a letdown. But I really do hope it's just it's some level of uh, of, of artists creating just a like type and like you know like you have this picturesque scene in different places with this monolith they have this uh so the monolith here they have a couple photographs on new york times that uh are of four men the, the four guys that basically showed up yeah to dismantle they they took it apart and they've got pictures of it laying down uh removed from the ground in, in like being like some of it showing that it's hollow. Oh yeah. And then uh and then they said like they carted off carted pieces of it off in a wheelbarrow. And uh I, I like but they can't they can't make out any of the any of the faces. They're too blurry. <laughs> but they're wearing some pretty decent clothes. Like there's some like REI poofy jackets going on here. <laughs> like these these dudes make some decent cash. But they showed up and dismantled it and then disappeared. Uh, and I guess I funny part about it is like the the sheriff's department they keep getting uh, complaints and and one of the things that's that's happened is they've taken these these photographs of the people who are dismantling it and replaced them with uh, like big alien heads <laughs> so so they put big alien heads on the dudes who were dismantling this and so now finally that was enough and and, and now the sheriff's department's like well, we were thought we thought it wasn't gonna do it, but uh, <laughs> now we're gonna, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do <laughs> do an investigation. It says they uploaded a most wanted poster on its website, jokey version with uh, the faces of suspects were replaced by nine big eyed aliens. <laughs> so, so, 
And now it's like, oh yeah, the sheriff's reversed its position and now planning that investigation with the Bureau of Land Management. So then it disappears, and now it's in Romania. <laughs> and so, where does it go next? I I am here for this story, <laughs> and I like I I love it. I think that what and what I love about it, and like here here's where we here's where we circle back around. But uh, what I love about it is the creativity, right? Like. A lot of us have been like locked up, like in lockdown, and like we've had plenty of plenty of time <clears throat> to think of things. Hopefully, we've used this time to better ourselves rather than to uh, than to do what I talked about earlier, which is just eat myself into oblivion. Um, <clears throat> but I love the creativity around this. Like it's 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 kind of like a ridiculous you know, metal structure that they put up in the middle of nowhere. And we don't, what, what, what we don't know is how long this, this monolith thing was sitting there before, you know, the guy in the plane flew over to discover it. We don't, we don't know that. So it, it, there's a sheep. It literally, holy, (laughs) what is that? There's a, (laughs) it's so one sheep, two sheep, monolith. Wait, what? That's not in the checklist. Um, So, I, it could have been sitting there for who knows, you know, weeks, months, maybe a couple years. Who knows? But like now that it's been discovered, they they're they're like it's here for a little bit. That people take pictures and then they take it down. And now in Romania, there's another one. So either it's a copycat thing or it's this elaborate art sculpture thing. However it goes, I think <clears throat> that this is one of the most creative things I've seen in a while in the in the area of art. And our job as worship pastors, our job as, you know, as, as worship leaders in our churches is to be creative with what we do. <clears throat> and especially like what we talked about in our last podcast, talking about taking the same Christmas songs, but like reimagining them or doing them in a different way and or finding some way to have the most familiar things become unfamiliar so that they engage us. I think that, that like this, this is a good example of legitimately thinking outside the box, uh, and you know, because they made a triangle, and um, but <laughs> no, but I I think that this is this is a way, and that we can kind of take a cue from whoever this is, you know, like doing this, and you know, before Adam and I hit record, and we were talking about this, you know, we're still in the middle of this story, so we don't know, like it legit could be like some <laughs> sort of thing, like aligning weird, you know like spiritual weird spots and like you know people are like trying to do like funky new agey things with it but i i'm just applauding the creativity at this at this point i think it's just entertaining like you know people think it's aliens people think it's you know a a reenactment of 2001 a space odyssey so like even with the people in utah like the people who did get a chance to see the monolith here like going in ape costume so that they could get their pictures taken as an ape, and um, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, wow, you know, this is this is really, I mean, but 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 it's funny because I like I almost go like, okay, well then it shows up in Romania and Romania's like, there's a really good idea that's happening right now. Maybe we should put a piece of metal in the ground and uh-huh. everybody will think that they accents. just moved okay. it here, like <laughs> back to accents. <laughs> What did I like? <laughs> oh man. Okay. <laughs> they're, 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 yeah. They. But whether they're copying it or it's like it's like, hey, Romania, you're next. 
Or like, 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 or what if like, where's it going next? What if like, it's like you know? this group of artists that have figure thing, figure, like, you know, they've cued things and like, we've got four or five of them in different places to just haven't been like Utah. Like the, the guy in the sheep plane hasn't flown over yet to figure out where it is. Who knows? I think it's funny. And I, yeah. I think it's a really cool, cool example for us as worship, as worship leaders that in what we're doing, like the same picture, like, you know, like these artists, like, okay, let's, let's just say, you know, we're, we're assuming some things, but these artists, you know, maybe they got sick of painting the same bowl of fruit for, for a period of time, or they got sick of making the same sculptures of horses or whatever it was that they were doing, and they decided, hey, giant triangular monolith in the middle of nowhere, and we want to coordinate this with people all over the world, and, like, it is, it is a legit news story about what like what they've decided to do. I think that that's a really cool thing and it's it's a it's a great opportunity for us to think as leaders in the church, what is it that we're doing? Like are we still trying to paint the same bowl of fruit? Are we still trying to make the same horse sculpture? Or are we really making an effort to to try to think outside the box? Now listen, it's not anything that has like where we have to, you know, Get, get a newsworthy, you know, version of Joy to the World or a news ver- news, newsworthy version of, you know, who knows, you know, O Come, O Come, Manuel, or any of these songs that we do around Christmas time. But it is, it is a reminder, at least for me, and this is what I've kind of taken out of this, is where, where can I be creative? What is what is some way that we could we could do this song or present it with lights or sound or any of those things that would engage us in a different way so that we're paying attention? I think that that's one of the, the biggest challenges for uh, for a worship pastor. Adam, what do, what, what would you say to that? Get, like holding holding some people's attention uh, in in and around this time of very. Well, I'm a real big fan of originality. Um, and and this speaks to that yeah. that realm of, of originality in the sense that you know whatever this is, even if somebody's trying to copy it at this point, you know nobody really knows. Nobody really knows why suddenly we have a monolith on the other side of the world. And 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 at the same time, you know, <laughs> um, you know, I, I I can't wait for like monolith ornaments to go out, like on Etsy or something like that, where we get like our Christmas monolith. Um, but 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 in the sphere of being creative or in the sphere of being um, better at uh, you know kind of ingenuity in in the sense of what we do for Christmas can I do can I do the same things can I do the same stuff when I'm planning you know this year's Christmas as I did last year should it should it look exactly the same and I, I liked how yeah. you said like do I do the same bowl of fruit that that I did the same year after year after year after year, after year? and I think that one of the biggest challenges in it is it really enables people to not be creative, to just kind of have this, let's bust out the right. Christmas album, and that's the album we've listened to for the last 75 years. And, um, and, right. and you know, and not not explore the depth of what, you know, what other traditions, uh, you know, in Christmas celebrations may have done how have they how have they done different things for christmas in order to do stuff and in our sphere we lead in worship we lead in song and so a lot of those things i can't just always go back to my you know man i really love mariah carey she's just she just brings christmas home and not really like i i don't particularly care i was uh i was talking to you 
about this just just before we started, but uh, <coughs> I'm reading an article about like some of the oldest, like eight of the oldest, oldest traditional hymns that are Christmas hymns that are built, you know, from like 300 yeah. AD um, and, and some, somewhere around. I mean, like they're guesstimating at this point, but at least, I mean, even if they're guesstimating two or 300 years old, you're still talking about some really older traditions that they're, they're built from. And, um, you know, yeah. I, I like reaching back. I like looking back and going like, this is a tradition that isn't, you know, normally heard. You might hear a nice, pretty choir do something, but to be able to deliver that and not be this over commercialization, over you know, the the canned beat that's behind it, or the you know the the particular bells that you hear, you know, just something something different that delivers a message about you know. For me personally, if I'm going to look at originality, I'm going to look at originality that points directly back to yeah. Christ and. You know that originality. Yeah. I want it to be like I, 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 don't want the spotlight to go to Christmas presents and Christmas trees and shiny glittery things and candles and it doesn't matter. Like right. none of that matters. It can all go away, as long as the the fix that my eyes are on is Christ being born, and you know a, a king right. being delivered into enemy territory that that is here to to say Satan has no grip. On, on mankind, and this is the living proof that even a baby is able to be born amidst the turmoil. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I love the like you know talking about like the creativity in in, in just you know like a monolith, the triangular structure, the creativity that you're employing to like or at least aiming to employ like taking some of these old songs, like super old songs, ancient songs. And then, like, going to incorporate them to engage our thoughts, engage our minds toward Christ, toward God in, in worship in and around this, this time where it's so easy for us to, 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 to check out. Like, like, how many times have, like, I, I don't know, I've, I, as a worship pastor, I know I've, I've heard, like, it's not Christmas until I hear this song. Or it's not Christmas until, like, the, the band does this, this song in church. And, and those kind of things. And so, like, you know, I, I think for, for worship leaders, this one of these times that, like, we, you know, I, I, I hope that, you know, we legitimately love Christmas hymns and Christmas songs uh, because of what, like, what it reminds us and points us back to, that, that God literally became man, that he invaded our space. As you, what you were talking about, like, this is, this is a, a sign of, more, more than just a sign, like this is the declaration from God that that sin yeah. will win no longer. Like you know, like it's it like it's it's this battle, like this this you know shot across the bow, and like just you know it, it's God's ultimate. <laughs> hey, watch this, you know, like it's it's awesome, and so like I love the creativity in it, but I also like I I think that it's it's going to be, uh, and I think that we all need to to understand that this is this is a bigger thing. And for us to not check out, like, okay, we dust off the same version of these songs that we've done um, just for sake of doing them because that makes everybody happy. Um, you know, like we, we do, we serve our congregations. We really, and we really want to, um, you know, minister to the people that we have, uh, that God has put in our care with, you know, with the music that we do, we, you know, we, we literally lead them uh, into worship. But if we look at the, look at the word, 
Over and over in the Psalms, we see this phrase, sing to the Lord a new song. So Psalm 96, one starts, oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Psalm 149, sing to the Lord, or praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song, his praise in the assembly of the godly. Psalm 144, I will sing a new song to you, O God. Upon a ten-stringed harp, I will pray, play to you. I, have, I don't have a ten-string guitar, but... I'm, I'm going to sing a new song. Psalm 40, he put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Psalms 98, I sing, oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. Over and over and over in the Psalms, and then again in, like in Revelation and throughout the Bible, what we see is creativity is a response and our response to a most holy God. Uh, Revelation 5 is one of my absolute favorite passages in the Bible. And I love that, you know, it kind of has this moment of, you know, the, the, the angels are, are wanting to open the scroll, but they found no one worthy. And like in the same breath, they say, oh, don't, don't worry about it. The Lion of Judah has overcome. And the moment that they've shown that, that the Lion of Judah, Jesus, has overcome, that he is worthy to open the scroll, a new worship moment, like a, like one of the biggest worship concerts ever, takes place, and the song changes in that in that moment. Like the, they, they sang to the Lord. It's at Revelation 5, verse 6. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed. My goodness, like it just, it's over and over. We, like our response is new. Our response is creativity. Our response is worship. And so I think the charge that uh, that we would want to, to pass along to you, worship leader, or you, worship team member, or even you, person who's listening and just enjoys being in worship in the congregation, but like wants to worship with all your heart, be creative. Now, we're not talking about like show up to church with a flag and a tambourine and start spinning around in crazy ways. But maybe if that is, I mean, if, if that's what you want to, this is my Christmas do, tutu. Don't be a Don't take my Christmas tutu away. <laughs> uh, I wear this hippopotamus costume in the name of Jesus. Uh, no, but I think that I, I really do. I really think that the, the creativity side of what we do uh, it really does matter, and it really is something that we need to uh, we need to strive after. And if we if we get into a rut, have people around you that are willing to to, to call out, "Hey, we did that song the last four years, or we did we did it the exact same way that you're talking about two years ago, or three, you know, like and that kind of stuff." So that it can it can remain fresh, and it can remain as something that gets uh, that grabs our attention especially around a time that we've set aside in the year to intentionally remember the gift that God gave to us. There's, you know, I, I mentioned that I was doing a little bit of research this morning and, you know, it, it's, it's the time of year that I typically am, am looking as, as far off as I possibly can just to be able to encourage people that this isn't something new. I think, you know, it, it's more about the fact that um, it has become not uh it's 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 actually become more distracting than 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 something new i think it's just saying like hey this stuff is is always pointing towards towards why we actually have christmas where where a lot of the stuff that we um that that we typically go to as far as you know as far as christmas is concerned even in a even in a church setting 
it really helps uh, allow complacency to set in and and just to kind of have this normal thing that we always do and we've always sung this song and we've sung it this way and <clears throat> you know there's no there's no challenge in it for a worship leader um, to be able to just open up the you know yeah. the storage bin like the you know it's Christmas ornaments it's the same process that I did at home I'm gonna do it church with my with my normal things that I've always done and that that really enables complacency it, it makes these people just kind of go like you know I, I'm good I'm good with this norm and we forget that like yeah but there's so much noise coming in from from this way and that way saying man I've got you know, I've yeah. got to get, I've got to get this many presents, and I've got to get this many things, and I got to go. You know, I'm, I'm looking up. Also, not only am I searching old hymns, but I'm searching how many lights do I need to put on my outside of my house to rim the whole thing. And I'm like, why do I need to do that? <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> and so, <clears throat> it's weird, but you know, it's it's all just kind of messed, you know, wrapped up in this big thing, and. And, and I like to disrupt it by going, hey, guys, you know, there's so much more to this. There's so much meat and potatoes to, to, to what we can do with Christmas. And just reaching further back to me gives me that moment of saying, like, you know, I was looking up the lyrics to um, Good King Wenceslas. I, Wens, Wens, Wenceslas. Wenceslas. Which is... You know, like I yeah. basically, if you if you want to find the song, most often it's sung by a big choir or an Irish band. Like that's it. Like, you know, and I don't know why, but okay. And he he went out yep, on the feast of Stephen, the twenty sixth, and then I the, the the bright and crisp and even. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm familiar. So the whole point yeah, of it is the, the fact tune. that the good king wanted to go feed. Uh, and, and take care of uh, of the needy, take care of people out there in the world. So outside of himself, you know, and we always go like my, my parents used to do this. And, um, you know, on Christmas Day, we would be like, yay, Christmas presents. All right. And then they'd be like, all right, get your coats on. We're going to go feed the poor. And I'm like, well, that's not Christmas, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and you know, I, I, I it, this just reminds me of those moments where my my family even part, you know partook yeah. in in some of the some of the things about thinking outside of myself, thinking about you know outside of the materialism yeah. that we kind of go like, man, I can't wait to get things for Christmas, you know. And it's 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 not even about that. And so I try to divorce myself from right. that thinking, especially when it comes to preparing for worship and preparing, le- you know, the leadership of what I'm what what message is is this song going to sing? Is it going to talk about my my materialistic expectations or is it going to talk about glory to God and the excitement right. about Jesus being born? Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, we, um, you know, similar, like what you were talking about, putting lights around the side of your house. Um, that's not like putting lights up outside. So we, we, we've kind of decorated our house. I know at Theater of the Mind, Adam can see, like, behind me, I have snowmen and a, like, a, a Yeah, we'll talk about the pagan representations of Santa Claus and the, the, the snowman, the okay, Sean? Yeah, it, it's... <laughs> It is literally the only Santa in our house um, because, it, like, my kids love doing this countdown thing. But one of the things that we do, uh, we've only done uh, one year since we lived in our home, uh, our, our, this, this house that we live in currently. Um, but uh, we, we've set out these things. And, and if you're from New Mexico or from, from the Southwest, you know what these things are. 
Um, it's called they're they're called luminarias, and uh, it's they're it's basically brown paper bags. Uh, ours are ours are more weatherproof. They're like nylon bags um, that has a has a string of lights that you put on the ground. And what they what they're set to signify is um, welcoming welcoming of the Christ child. And so, like for me, like I remember in New Mexico growing up, like those were the lights that my family would set out. And um, even when we moved here to to Utah, we set those things up, and we didn't set like we put a Christmas tree up. But we always made sure to set those those luminarias up as a reminder that like Christmas is about mm-hmm. Christ, and it's not it's not about the, it's not about so much the gifts and like you know I I now don't get me wrong I'm pretty excited you know I love giving gifts and I love receiving gifts, um, but it's you know like the, here here's where we 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 kick into this giant pastoral thing but honestly like Christmas is about the gift that God gave to us. And in in the form of his son, mm-hmm. and when we forget about that for the sake of you know I've got to get the perfect gift for my kids or for my wife or for my boss or whoever it is, uh, we 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 really miss the point. And for us as worship leaders, we have uh, we have a, a role to play in this and a challenge in this. So like if you if you are going to roll a song that everyone knows, like so say you're going to run joy joy to the world. Um, we, it it becomes important for us to set this song up or to to talk about why it is that we have joy why is it that we're singing about this uh, about joy coming to the world or like what is this because and like or just a reminder as we sing this to our to to the people to say like look i'm not going to check out and i don't want you to check out either these words mean something and the reason that we're singing the song is not because of the not because of the date on the calendar but it has way more to do with with what God has done for us, and what we want to do with this song is to acknowledge Him in worship. And so, yeah, with like you know, just like a monolith in the middle of the Utah desert, or now standing somewhere in Romania, these dudes have been creative with with a, with an art form. Whether like whether they have like you know Sam's Monolith Emporium <laughs> someplace in the middle of nowhere, and you know like they, like this is like trying to drum up their business. Or not, like however it is, like it, it, it is a reminder for me that we need to be creative in what it is that we're doing in presenting the gospel and, and how we present the gospel through song. So yeah, like it, I, I, I'd, I'd be interested to see uh, or, or to hear what, uh, what some of our listener have to say. <laughs> Uh, about this and so like you know yeah if you want to engage with us on our our facebook page uh and join in on the conversation adam and i would totally love to hear what you have to say but adam do you have anything else Um, you want to add to that no i i think i think it it really it's it's just a challenge to just say hey guys think outside the box don't don't just don't just give in to the normalcy of of every single year it's not tradition if it's not you know the pursuit of of further glory and and what what God says in the Bible is sing to the Lord a new song. So it's 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 not this re, re, repetitive or monotonous or not monotonous because Christmas songs aren't monotonous. But um, but but you know I mean <laughs> if if there's not a pursuit to try to bring you know new bring bring new or bring stuff that's unfamiliar back to the table so that these people that now are a generation different than the last um don't don't know anything about these things and so 
I think that it's important to continue to pursue that and, and be be in, inventive and be creative about how you're delivering something. I mean, we're, we're talking about a monolith in the middle of the desert, a piece of metal that, you know, that right now right. is now a big mystery of people who, you know, did, did the Bureau of Land Management remove it? And they're like, no, 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 we didn't. You know, even <laughs> though that sheep counter was really, really thrown off on his count when he saw the monolith. And... <laughs> I still, I still want to like, I want to find that job posting. Some, I think I'm just gonna just make be- a meme that has a whole bunch of sheep around the monolith, and then it's like one sheep, two sheep, one monolith, two, <laughs> three monolith, four. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I totally um, derailed you, man. But but I think it's just in the in the in the idea of accepting that you as a leader, you as a pastor, you as somebody who's just seeking a little bit more depth in in this, put together that present and 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 be creative about it and and bring something new to glorify God. And that's that's what we that's what our pursuit is when we are even in even in the moments where we feel like we're just unboxing another box, a dusty box of ornaments. And, you know, but there's a lot in that 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 is neglected. Typically, we don't hang all the ornaments on the tree anymore. And so, you know, get get in there. You know, I'm I was a funny thing is I was looking up one of the songs that uh, it's called Between the Ox and the Gray Donkey. It's not named that, but it's, you know, but but the same verses. (coughs) The song is literally 12 A.D., or tw- sorry, twelve hundred AD. So d- during the twelve hundreds is wow. how old this is. Johnny Cash, twelve AD. Jesus Johnny Cash has a version of this song, and it's, it's, there's a Johnny Cash version of the song, and he sings it. And it's 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 normally like a kids' song, but it's it's about the animals that yeah. are there at the manger giving give. I you know I'm I'm the I'm the donkey. Right. I'm the one that she rode in on. I'm the one that she's you know and all that kind of stuff. And so. It's kind of an interesting song to just sit back and be like, man, if you just love Johnny Cash, give it a listen. It's it's good, but it's 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 reaching and going like that is 1200 AD that that song is based off of and it's a French song and it's it's just it's fascinating to me to go like, man, if I could take that and just give it a little bit of our, our stylistic nature that we have now, this is deliverable again. And, yeah. and again, and it's not going to be something that yeah. people know, so they can't just be like, oh, holy night, the skies, blah, 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 you know, and, and <laughs> I, I don't, I don't discount what the songs are. <laughs> I discount the fact that just like the Lord's Prayer, yeah. they can be very, very easy to just memorize and know because you've sung them 50,000 times. So let's, let's take them off the tracks sure. and make sure that these guys are paying attention to why we sing songs and who we're singing songs to. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it from any, like, like any perspective from a, like a business standpoint from like, you know, from different companies or, you know, like, like even Coca-Cola, man, like they, they spent their time, you know, like they, they had, they had what worked for them. But back in the eighties, they're like, guys, we need to change it up. We gotta, we gotta do this new Coke thing, and everyone, and everyone hated it, but it got people's attention because they they changed something up. It's the same thing. Okay, uh, you know, I'm 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 just I'm grabbing examples just out of out of the air, but there, here's another one. Um, 
Oreo cookie. <laughs> Every like like I I have yet to find somebody who's like you know Oreos. No, no, I I, I don't like an Oreo. But I'm not friends like, with anyone. One of the biggest I things they've been be. missing it. Uh, <laughs> I, I I guess you don't ask people about Oreos then. But but what I, what I've seen is like you know they they're missing or they what they've seen is they were missing a giant uh, group of people in the gluten gluten intolerant crowd or people with celiac disease and so like in the next month or so they're releasing gluten free Oreos and like all like everybody who has gluten insensitivities is like sweet if we get that excited about a cookie mm-hmm. like we can and, and just like creativity from a cookie manufacturer you know we can definitely get excited about what God has done for us by sending his son and the, the time that we set aside specifically to remember that um, and to, to thank God for what he's done. I don't think, you know, for me, I love that Thanksgiving is, is it, it comes before Christmas because it puts me in that mindset that I'm able to remember and thank God for everything that he's blessed me with. And then we remember that he's like, oh, yeah. And you remember this old, old time that you want to give gifts? Yeah, I've got a couple of those for you. One of them is my son. The other one is Grace. And holy cow, it's such a great reminder for me, like in this time, that uh, that is there. So, yeah, I think that uh, I, I would love to hear what uh, what you guys have to say and think about this. Um, and I we'd, we'd like you guys to join in on the conversation. So we want you to jump in on our Facebook page. You can search us by the Sons of Asaph, and uh, and you can engage with us leave a comment and uh and and let us know what you think about this area of creativity let us know how you've been creative in your worship set um and that may help that may inspire further creativity between adam and i but also the other folks that that engage there and so we we want you to join in on the conversation with us but uh i think that that's a that's a really great spot for for us to uh to go ahead and close out this time so until next time uh, thank you for listening to the Sons of Asaph podcast. I'm Sean Patrick. This is Adam Richardson. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Sons of Asaph Worship podcast. If you like the show, make sure to leave us a review and to subscribe. Connect with us on our Facebook page. See you next time. Oh, 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 oh.